one sat alone beside the highway begging his eyes were blind the light he could not see he clutched his old rags and shivered in the shadows then jesus came and bade his darkness flee it's time to open the word once again with evangelist lester roloff on the family altar program for all is changed when jesus comes to stay i was reading this morning in the book of uh, joshua and i'd like for you to turn with me please and i want to talk with you about a man i guess that had every reason to give up and he didn't this man probably carried the heaviest burden of uh, any man that I know about. He was a man that was uh, sent into exile. But I've noticed this, the people that have gone through the hardest places usually are used the most by the Lord. Prosperity, sunshine, gentle winds, and breezes have never been the friend to grace. It's always been through many dangers, toils, and snares. The songwriter said, I've already come. Tis grace that brought me safe thus far. And grace shall lead me home. Now, if all of you have your Bible, turn with me, please, to the book of Judges. Did I say Joshua? I want to go to the book of Judges this morning. And we're going to read the 12th chapter. The 12th chapter. And we want everybody when they come here now to get a Bible. If you don't have one, we'll get you one. Memorize the books of the Bible first. That may sound a little infantile, but we want everybody to memorize the books of the Bible and then memorize one chapter each month. We'll never give up on that. And you have all the time in the world. If you'd spend as much time memorizing, you do sitting at the table, uh, satisfying the uh, growlings of the stomach, I imagine you could learn the Scripture. So be sure now. We offer no... And I'd like to say this. We never have guaranteed anybody any kind of a victory until you keep your promise. I mean, when you come here and say, I'll never smoke again, I'll read the Bible every day, I'll attend every service, I'll uh, cooperate with you spiritually. Now, that's all we expect of you. Surely that's not too much, is it? No. All we do it is for your own good. But I'll tell you what, don't let anybody ever leave here and say that the place failed until you've done what we ask you to do. Then, then I'd be willing to assume the blame. If you'd come in, just uh, sort of, you know, turn in all the filth and come in and pick up the Bible and start reading and praying. And if you do for us what you do for the doctor when he takes you to hospital, he can take a butcher knife, whack you open, and uh, sew you up, and then operate on the operation before you leave, and you let him. And then you'll take everything he gives you. I don't care if he gives you a toe sack full of pills. I mean, every color in the rainbow. You'll swallow every one of them. I mean, just take every one of them. And uh, you'll go away. And the doctor said, well, I guess you'll never be well. But uh, this is the best I can do. You'll go away and say, I'll tell you one thing. I sure had a wonderful doctor. I mean, he, 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 he didn't get me well. But I really, I tell you, I got a great doctor. And yet, wouldn't it be something if you'd treat Jesus like that? But you won't. I mean, most of us, we're too sorry, we're too depraved, we're too human, and we're not going to give Jesus credit and glory for nothing. You see, 
We don't offer relief. We offer remedy. That's the only thing. I mean, relief never gets anywhere. The world's filled with relief. The fact is, we've got, uh, we got uh, uh, relief organizations. Have you, have you noticed how many we got? I went to the relief organization, see. And that's what the church is many times. It's relief. People go on Sunday morning, get a little relief. <laughs> they go in there and say, now shoot me a tranquilizer. And so a little preacher gets up there and said, if you all will bear with me now, I'll bring a very brief meditation this morning. And he, uh, he, uh, it's a relief organization. Amen? Just getting a little relief, that's all. Italy ought to ride back and preach and holler, let's get the remedy. Let's get the remedy. I mean, I, I'm serious about that. I mean, my soul cries out on the inside for people to get the remedy. Not a matter. You can't get it anywhere else. You go to a psychiatrist and he said, uh, uh, well, you'll have to learn to live with it. I mean, it's just one of those things. I mean, you go to the doctor and he said, well, you, you are an alcoholic. Yeah, I drink every day. He said, well, uh, it's a disease and we'll try to arrest it if we can. And, but I mean, there's no cure. You go to the Alcoholic Anonymous and, and the AAs and bless their hearts. They'll say, uh, well, once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. I talked to a man the other day and the uh, fact is he was the, uh, he was the designee over at Raleigh Durham where I took my uh, twin engine uh, rating uh, flight uh, check, you know, when I got in the plane with him. And uh, he said, I'm an alcoholic. I said, you're an alcoholic? He said, yes. Well, I said, now, i tell you, you know, I kind of forgot about flying. I mean, we just sat there in the plane. I said, now, hold it. I mean, uh, I believe maybe we better, you know, he needs help worse than I do. I mean, he, he hadn't even got a single engine rating with God, and now I was going after twin engine rating. I said, uh, now, listen. Or he said, I haven't drunk any liquor in 12 years. He said, it's been 12 years. But he said, I'm an alcoholic. Well, I said, have you been saved? Oh, yeah. He said, I've been saved. Well, I said, that makes you a Christian. See? When a man gets a Christian, you'd say, but I'm a Christian alcoholic. It's just like saying I'm a Christian devil. Huh? I mean, you know, uh, just like say I, I'm living in a pleasant hell. Why, there's not any such animal. I mean, you're either saved, see, or you're lost. If you're lost, you could be anything, see. But no man could be a real born-again, spirit-filled Christian and be an alcoholic. You either have one master, you can't have two. And if you're a liquor drinker, you, your master's the devil and you know it. He tells you exactly when to drink and how much to drink and where to go and what to do. He'll make you rob your wife, your children, your daddy. He'll make you do everything that you didn't intend to do. Why? He's your master. He's your dictator and he's going to tell you what to do. I tell you, we ought to get mad at that booger this morning. You know that? I mean, we ought to rip his nasty throat. I mean, the, this business of letting the devil cheat you men. Why? I tell you, I get plumb mad at him when I just look at y'all, uh, knowing that he's robbed y'all and cheated y'all and beat y'all and defeated y'all. Makes me so mad, I tell you, I could spit in his face. And, and, and I don't know why you can't get mad. The Bible said, be you angry and sin not. How long has it been since you had a real mad spell at the devil? I'm not talking about each other. Every once in a while, some of y'all kind of fall out with each other around here. I mean, that's not the answer. That's not the answer. Oh, no. I mean, you can just fight each other all you want to, but till you learn how to fight the devil, and you'll never fight the devil except with the word of God. Say, let's read the Bible, will you? And the men of Ephraim gathered themselves together and went northward and said unto Jephthah, Wherefore passest thou over to fight against the children of Ammon, and didst not call us to go with thee? 
and we will burn thine house upon thee. And Jephthah said unto them, I and my people were at great strife with the children of Ammon, and when I called you, you delivered me not out of your hands. I, I'm, I went one chapter too far. I want to get the chapter where we use Jephthah, and so that'll have to be the 11th chapter, will you? Turn back to the 11th chapter. Now, Jephthah the Gileadite, I, I, I was getting ahead of my story there a little bit. Now, Jephthah the Gileadite was a mighty man of valor, and he was the son of a harlot. And Gilead beget Jephthah. Now then, that ruined him right there, or did it? That's what the world said. That's what the world said. They, they run him off. I'll show you in a minute. They said he's the son of a harlot. Well, after all, could he help that? People talk about the little babies born, you know, of little girls that don't have a husband. Why, dear friend, that doesn't ruin the little baby. Sure. Don't you believe Jesus would save everyone? Of course he would. But here, wait a minute. And Gilead's wife bare him sons, and his wife's sons grew up, and they thrust out Jephthah and said unto him, Thou shalt not inherit in our father's house, for thou art the son of a strange woman. You get out of here. You just get out of here. Or the world can be mighty mean, can't it? A little boy couldn't help it. They said, they boot him out. I mean, get rid of him. Then Jephthah fled from his brethren, and dwelt in the land of Tob, and there were gathered vain men to Jephthah, and went out with him. And it came to pass in process of time that the children of Ammon made war against Israel. And it was so that when the children of Ammon made war against Israel, the elders of Gilead went to fetch Jephthah out of the land of Tob. Now let's have a conference among the military. The military got together, the brass hats got together of Israel. They said, now fellas, we face a tremendous battle. I mean, we've got a foe to meet and we're going to have some real trouble. And they said, we need a man with some real prowess. I mean, we need a soldier. We need some man that would come and serve as captain. I mean, some man that wouldn't be afraid to die to fight. I mean, to get crippled, get his head knocked off or the spear run through him. And said, we've got to find us a key man. Now then, you know who they're going to get? That little old boy that's kicked out. You watch and see. See, he's, he, he, he thought, man, this, he could have gotten off in the woods, you know, and got that bunch of vain men, and of course he had a bunch of hillbillies, you know, and taught them to fight, and they was out fighting this piece of machinery in the world at that time, see. Old Jephthah, you talk about a scrapper, he knew how to fight. See, but he was desperate. He didn't care anyhow. He'd already been kicked out, see. <laughs> I mean, he was tough as a bulldog stump. I mean, he just, I mean, wet leather was nothing compared with him. I mean, old, but, and so he's getting ready. See, God's training him, amen? He's training him now. He's getting ready. You know, fellas, I wish I could say, to you precious old alcoholics and dope addicts, I wish I could say, did you know that what you've gone through could have been part of your training for real service for God? Did you know that actually there's nobody can tell the story like you boys when you get back if you get right? Can't you fellas see that? I mean, can't you see that, that, that the success and, 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 and the blessings of this city depends on what you do when you get home, see? And what you do when you get home depends on what you received while you were here. And you could give all sorts of excuses, and you could say, well, I don't appreciate this. Let me tell you something. I could go off in a place like this and get one gospel sermon preached to me, and somebody put a Bible in my hand and stay 90 days. I could get victory with nothing besides that. I guarantee, just, just help one time, just one time, somebody come and say, look here, you got cancer? Yeah, here's the remedy. Take it. I'd swallow her down. And he said, now stay here and recuperate for 90 days and rebuild and, and, and read the Bible because this is going to be the right kind of food for you. And I'd memorize much of the Bible. I'd go out of here with my fist balled up in the devil's face and hit a lick for God.
That's all you need. Don't you come telling me. I mean, you sit around and argue and fiddle and do nothing and lounge around, and no wonder you don't get the victory. I tell you, get in the Word of God. I mean, if it's your life, it's your soul, and, and, and Jesus is willing and able and ready uh, to give you the victory. And they said unto Jephthah, Come, be our captain, that we may fight with the children of Ammon. Uh-huh. Ah, oh, captain. You mean you won't? Well, listen, he wasn't even a buck private when he got kicked out. See? Why, he couldn't even fight on their, in their army. And he said, I want you to be the captain. But I tell you what, old Jephthah's not going to be taken in just by a bunch of sweet talk. I mean, they're not going to out-slick him this time, see? Old Jephthah, he knows he's a soldier now. And he, he's got his old hillbillies out there, see? And he knows that he can, he, he can, he can fight his way through and get, make his own living. But he said now, he said, wait a minute. He said, wait a minute. He said, I've been kicked out once, and that's enough. He said, now, when we get through the battle, he said, what about it? He said, when I finally, when, we, when, when you see all your enemies laying out there on the battlefield, and you see them old kings and all them cities have been taken, and I'll guarantee before I'm through this morning, I'll show you some cities he took. He said, now, when I get through taking all the cities and we get to victory, then what? Am I going to get to boot again? Well, these brass hats looked at each other. He said, think it over, brethren. He said, I'm not going to go one step. I'm not winning any victories for anybody that's going to kick me out. I want to know if I'm going to be captain when it's all over. I don't mind being captain. I'll, I'll take your job. I'll, go, I'll be your captain, and I'll fight if I get myself killed. And if every one of my men die, we'll fight. But I want to know when the battle's over, who's going to wear the crown? Amen. I tell you, I think he's right. I think he's right. I think he was weary of living in the bushes. I think he's tired of living out on the old weed patch. And, and, and I think he wanted to have a home just like anybody else. And, and so Jephthah said, and I tell you, they said, oh, I tell you what we'll do. Brother, you'll be one of us. I mean, you're, you're in to stay this time. Jephthah said, attention! Boy, and he called him men, and he said, let's go. Let's go. Now then. I want to talk to you about a man who paid the price. This is him right here. This is he right here. His name is Jephthah. Jephthah knew that he had a supernatural task. He had a supernatural task. Jephthah had sense enough to know that he could not win without God's help. He might have been the son of a harlot, but he'd learned somehow that God had to help him. And he made a contract with the Lord. And he said, Lord, he said, I'm good. I've got a lot of battles to fight. And I'm going to need heaven's help for this tremendous task. And Jephthah said, um, I, I want to promise you something, Lord. I'll give you the first thing that meets me when I get back home. I long to go home. I want to be home. I want to get back. I think one of the desires of every soldier is to get home. Hey, he wants to get the war over and get home. I mean, every, every soldier boy, I suppose, is fighting uh, for maybe two things, and that is uh, to protect his nation and then to get the war over, but then to get home. He wants to get home. I mean, there's a sweetheart waiting uh, there at the train station or the terminal or there's at the bus station. I mean, there's somebody, there's a mother, there's a daddy. And I'll tell you, I, you know, I used to, I used to be around the airport and, and, and back in when they were going by buses and by trains, you remember? And boy, you'd see them standing around and they'd, 
they'd, they'd hug each other and bid goodbye to the boys. And uh, the sweetheart would be there with the family and so forth. And But there's one thing they look forward to, and that's to get and come home. I want to go home. Of course, one of the saddest things, and I've admitted again this week, is many of them come back in worse shape than they were when they went. They come back confirmed alcoholics. If Uncle Sam had had one thimble full of sense, he'd have never let beer and liquor get around our soldier boys. Oh, I never will forget that lady. Oh, she wrote President Roosevelt, our one of the presidents in time of war, a letter. And she said, um, I'm giving. She, and this letter was printed. She said, I give my boy, and I gladly give my boy. I, I gave birth to him. I carried him nine months and went through the valley. I've loved him. I've, I've built him a good body. And he's strong and able. And uh, said, uh, he's in the very glow of youth. And said, his mind is keen. And, and she went ahead and, like any mother, you know, talking good things about her precious boy. And she said, listen, I want you to have him. You call for him. I'm going to turn him over to you. And said, if you send him to the remotest place on earth, if he comes back with his fingers frozen off, uh, said, I'll nurse him. I'll take care. Said, if he comes back with both eyes gone, said, I'll be his eyes as long as I live. She said, if he comes back with one leg, I'll help him. With no arms, I'll feed him. I mean, she went on, said, I, but she said, if he comes back to me, an alcoholic or a dope addict, I'll never forgive you. I'll never forgive you. said, if you put that stuff around my boy that never touched any of it, and he comes back home uh, tanked up on that kind of stuff, said, I'll never forgive you. Pretty potent letter. But I believe she had a right to say it. But i tell you one thing. We've got some presidents, and we've got some political leaders, and we've got some people that's going to give a mighty big account one of these days. I mean, they're going to have to meet the bill one of these days. And so, really, uh, while we're winning a war, we'll lose in the main war because we're losing at the home front. Jephthah said, am I going to be captain when it's all over? And they said, yes, you will. He said, all right, Lord, I'll make a covenant with you. I'll give you the best thing, the first thing. Don't make any difference what it is. When I get back home, I mean, when the battle is over and when I come marching home, he said, the first thing that meets me, I'll give it to you as a sacrifice. Now, he's desperate. Did you know that? Now, folks, you better be careful what you promise God. Just be, be careful. Now, listen, don't be afraid to promise God anything. You see, we got a bunch of cowards who say, you know, we got a bunch of people who say, well, I tell you, it's 1st of January, I'll never make a resolution. Well, you're a coward. Well, I've made so many and didn't keep them. You're a coward. You're just a coward. I mean, you're just a big sissy. You'll never, you, you'll never find this preacher satisfied with the accomplishments of the past. I never will be. And, and I mean, I want, I want every one of you I want every one of you to just get desperate in your praying that God will give us more souls. Now, that's the only way it can be. I mean, it, see, it's either right or it's wrong. There's only one way to live, and that's right, see? And we're just going to have victory. Just going to have victory. Most of us just don't make this thing personal. Yes, praise the Lord. Jephthah, are you really willing to fight? He said, yes, sir. Do you mean what you're saying? He said, yes, sir. I really do. Now, fellas, if you make the promise and the commitment that Jephthah made, and we're willing to keep it like he, I'll guarantee you before this service is over, you're going to have what you're hungry for. You're not going to have a half a victory. This is not a halfway place. This is not a piecemeal business. This is a whole way. We're going to get the, Jesus is the whole way, not a half a way. He's the whole way. He's the way all the way in and to heaven. So 
And Jephthah goes to fighting. He goes to fighting. And uh, I want to show you verse 33. I'll show you how many cities. And he smote them from a roar, even till thou come to many, even 20 cities. You think about it. That old Captain Jephthah, he moved into 20 cities and laid every one of them to the ground. 20. Actually, if you'll study that a little bit further, he, he captured over 20 cities and did not suffer one defeat. He took every city. He, he carried out his complete assignment. And when he got his last city, and I mean they'd thrown up the flag and surrendered in Jephthah with his men and the soldiers that had followed him and cooperated with him, and they said the war is all over. It's all over. And they said, Captain Jephthah, I don't know where they had maybe a military service and put the oak leaf cluster on him and, and gave him a bunch of medals, and, but he said, they said, now then, what do you want to do? He said, I want to go home. I want to go home. He said, if the battle's over, <laughs> amen. I never want to go home till the battle's over. I want to win. Every battle I'm supposed to win. No matter how homesick or how weary or how tired, I don't want to leave a foe standing. And I don't want an uncaptured city that I'm supposed to capture for God. I want to win every battle that I'm supposed to win before I go home. Jephthah, what would you like to do? Well, he said, I guess I'd like to go down to the beer joint. No, he didn't. He said, I think we ought to get us some liquor and celebrate. We've won over 20 cities and we won every battle. No, he said, I want to go home. I want to go home. Thank you for joining us today on the Family Altar Program with Lester Roloff. You may listen to the preaching and the special music of the Family Altar Program 24 hours a day when you visit our ministry website, roloff.org. We love hearing from our listeners. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, please write to us at Roloff Evangelistic Enterprises, P.O. Box 100, Fort Thomas, Arizona, 85536. Again, that's Roloff Evangelistic Enterprises, P.O. Box 100, Fort Thomas, Arizona, 85536. This broadcast is made possible by the prayers and financial support of listeners like you. Thank you for partnering with us, and remember that Christ is the answer.